listeners. And welcome. In the interwebs. Welcome back. Uh, I believe this is episode six of Sugar Spice and Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Um, I'm your host, as usual, Frankie. And I'm Kay. And my lovely co-host, Kay. Oh, hey. Um, I feel like it's obligatory now. Oh, hey, you gotta say it. You gotta. Yeah. So, uh, no music this week, no ads this week. Uh, Kind of a harder topic to talk about, and I kind of want to just, like, keep the mood the way it's supposed to be. I mean, I feel like music wouldn't be terrible. I just don't like silence. Well, in the beginning of the show, there's no music and no outro. No intro and outro this week. Um, Yeah, so we upgraded a little bit. Uh, so that should also sort of help some of the issues we've had. Um, I believe I had some latency issues with uh, the USB cables we were using for recording. Uh, they were just, you know, the basics. And I hope that the freezing stops at like halfway because that was also an experience we kept having. Well, wasn't that because your laptop just couldn't handle yeah, for some reason, every time the fan kicked on, like 30 minutes into recording, the podcast application would just freeze and wouldn't record anything else after that. Um, and then we'd have to try. And, and we'd like, be talking and I'd look over and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd have to kind of piece together where we were and like sync it up. Exactly. And it made editing kind of a nightmare, too, because like I had to get multiple tracks, more than two you know right uh not including the intro and outro music and the ad uh so yeah it's just complete disaster uh so but we've taken steps to mitigate that so yeah hopefully this is coming in crystal clear for your ears and for uh, your hearing pleasure and it's coming in crystal clear for my editing that i have to do um yeah so a lot's been going on I started my job and it's been good. Uh, which makes me happy. Yeah, we've been really busy, which is kind of a blessing. Uh, they're building like a whole new children's like facility part. Part? No. They're, wing. Huh? Wing. Wing, yeah. So they built like a whole new like children's like worship center for lack of that was my watch hitting the table uh you don't have to explain the sounds yeah i know well it's gonna come through and people are gonna be like oh that's my speaker dying it's not it's my watch hitting the table i think that's just how you think what that my speaker's dying when you hear a clank i project because that's what i would think i was like oh my speaker oh my god yeah so yeah that's been going on and it's been good and um that's pretty much it. Anything Chubby Noon related you want to talk about? Well, we've sent Check out... Check out Chubby Noon, www.chubbynoonskitchen.com. That's the it. There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> we've sent out nine Chub specials uh, in the last two weeks, which is really exciting. That's the most that we've had in a really long time. Um, I don't know what that means. What? You just raised my game, didn't you? I did. Well, um, I... I don't like to shout. Um, 
Yeah, so we sent out nine Chubb specials, and we're still working on getting our name out there. So if you are local and attend the same church that we do, you may just find yourself getting ambushed with a sweet surprise. Uh, the DFW area. So that's pretty much... I like to uh, to just drop random bombs of yummy joy on people yeah it's crazy though because like when you say dfw dfw is like the size of long island and that's where we came from it feels a lot bigger than that. yeah it's probably it probably is um case having some issues over there uh she was coughing a lot before so it's probably why mm-hmm. uh just gotta explain all those noises don't you yeah i do i like to point out the awkward Yes. So we've been working on that, and then it's been a blessing to those who have received. People have felt Jesus with the food that they get, so. Yeah, one of them is, um, she's a mom of four, and her husband of 22 years just kind of called it quits and walked out, so in the midst of trying to see if there's reconciliation for that, you know, just trying to take care of the mom and, you know, and the kids and making sure that they're being loved on in the meantime. Um, Another one was um, a single mom at Blue Haven Ranch, uh, which is like a, it's a place for, you know, moms in need you know, so that they have an alternative to abortion or just kind of like being on the street. And back on Long Island, we would have called that like Soundview pregnancy. I believe that's yeah, yeah, similar. I, perhaps. Um, you know, but it's all different. You know, another one was a new baby uh, for a new family. And so, you know, it's all different occasions. Some of it is lament. Some of it is joyous. Some of it is I see you. You know, that kind of thing. It's all that's the great thing about the chip special. Like you can use a meal for just about anything. Like it doesn't just have to be for when something's wrong or something great. Like you can just use it as an excuse to bless somebody. And a fa- uh, a friends, you know, their family is going through a rough time, and so a mutual friend, you know, saw them and were like, "You could use a blessing," and so they put in the order, and I sent it, and. They were incredibly blessed and so grateful. And I'm like always so humbled when, you know, I hear how the Lord has met a need or, a you know. A friend. A family member. <laughs> or are we not talking about the same one? No, we're talking about the same one. But like, I don't know, you keep it vague because I don't whatever. like to use names. That's <laughs> I don't know. I got you. Um, They're going to start knowing who we are, though. Like the more our 15 listeners already know who we are. Right. Um, so we haven't really branched out too much outside of that 15 sugar cubes. Is that what we're going to call our audience? Our little sugar cubes. <laughs> How cute. Um, so, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Mutual friend. Yeah, so, you know, when they got it, it was just like, wow, we've been going through such a rough season and... You know, receiving this was like such a blessing and really filled our hearts. And it's just, again, it's just humbling for me to kind of get that kind of feedback 
based on something that I've been able to do with my hands. Like it's nice to be seen too. And I feel like that's the thing. It's like one of our friends used to say, it's like going in the foxhole together. You know, when someone's going through a rough time and you're in there and you just help them out any way you can. And that's kind of like what that is. Yeah. Foxhole is like a military term. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hidey hole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Hidey hole. So like while they're suffering in the foxhole, you jump in there and you're offering any kind of like, just like assistance or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like the same it's not really assistance. the same joy and blessing that the person receiving the special like experiences is i would say very much either on par with or um you know right under the joy and the blessing that i get from doing it and hearing that kind of feedback it's just like wow like for me it's just baking and doing what I love and putting it in a box and sending it off like it's it's really not I guess it is a lot of effort but I don't really think of it as effort that's like what work is like what it's supposed I to mean, be to be fair I've seen you and how long it takes you to prep those that's things. what I'm saying not like including it including the cook time yeah exactly like it took me six hours the other day to put together three chub specials and four treat boxes can you go over to what? ship the chub special includes this way i mean they're not if they go to the website they'll know so the chub special is um it's soup bread and dessert um and it can vary depending on how generous we are led for each family that receives it so you know it's not really like a set quantity amount it's uh it's based on how many people are eating and you know what the situation is and if we feel like they could be blessed by having you know a little bit extra to cover another meal not just the one um but it's you know we offer a variety of different soups there's minestrone uh vegetarian there's vegetarian um broccoli cheddar and then there's um Sicilian chicken, which is your traditional chicken soup with a bite. There's um, cream of chicken. That's always a good comfort one. Um, Italian wedding. I just made so many, many meatballs. So many. Um, that was good. But, you know, I try and keep a variety of different things. So it's not like that. the same thing that we offer. Um, we also have gluten-free, friendly bread uh, and desserts. So I try and, you know, make sure I have something for you know people that even have allergies because it's it's more common than you realize you know and i don't want them to feel left out because it's like oh well you're gluten-free so you can only have soup but everybody else can enjoy the bread and like the desserts and stuff it's like oh i want some too (laughs) i don't know that's how i project (laughs) i mean to be fair you covered all your bases so that's awesome yeah i try we got another fourth freezer today because <laughs> organizing and keeping things. I think the biggest struggle that we have is that you keep buying small ones. Because the big ones are just too much money. Four. These, these four that I have, the, the cubic footage of them, I you wouldn't find a refrigerator that size with the same cubic footage for the amount of money I've spent on them. Okay. Remember the big freezer my parents had downstairs? Mm-hmm. Would that suffice? No. Something like that? No. Okay. I was just curious. No, not for the... the mm, 
not necessarily for like the storage of it because it's like I have to be able to get at things so like the chest freezers are great for soup because I can stack the same ones on top of each other all the way to the bottom but when it comes to like cookies I have them in like these little bin things well those um, are stackable I thought ish but you don't want to like stack them too much because then they'll crush the what's on the bottom hmm. I'm not really good at solutions like this so. When you're my chief ideas officer. Yeah. I'll have to find something. Just because, like. And then it's the commercial ones. Well, yeah. And then the commercial ones are huge and they're not built for residential use. So none of the warranties cover anything. So if something goes bad, like you're stuck. That's not our problem. Right. So, like, I would rather just do with the smaller ones well i mean like, the commercial ones are built to last though too so like i guess but I only know. in commercial kitchens not in okay, residential well, homes don't you have a commercial mixer or is that yeah. like a commercial style mixer no it's actually well i mean it's not like the big commercial like 20 quart ones it's eight quarts but it's a commercial grade so um, it's a commercial style motor. yeah not style it is commercial okay it's KitchenAid's commercial line Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen like some of the big. Oh yeah, no, there's ones. like huge ones, but KitchenAid doesn't make those. Well, <laughs> do you know about that donut shop in North Carolina? Do you want to give them a quick plug? If you're local in the North donuts, North Carolina. Yeah. So I think it's at local donuts NC. Yeah. And they look to die for. They don't ship, so I can't speak to them personally myself, but I know the people that make them. And Oh, I saw pictures today and they look insane. I can guarantee that they are mouthwatering without even having tasted, tasted them. one because they look yeah. like it. Not even they look like it. Like they look like it, but like we also know the people and like I'm you assume- know they're gonna make something good. I'm assuming they're in the Raleigh area. Just based on like location of everybody that's so. over there. That sounds about that right. That we know. Yeah. Except for... So just look for it. Local Donuts NC. They're on Instagram. Except for Bobby and Danny, they're in Charlotte. No names. Oh, they don't know. They don't know. You know who they are. How would they know? You know how you... You know who you are. We're never talking about you again. I'm kidding. We probably will. (laughs) When you guys come down or we go up. Actually, we'll probably be going up before you guys come back down here. But if you do come down here, we could do this. Guests. Guests on the show. I have a couple guest guests cubes. in line or like on my mind. I feel oh. like that'd be cool. We could share a mic, me and you, like yeah. this, and then our guests could sit across or, you know, their significant other can do the same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that you're just trying to like mime that was so great oh yeah well it was just me communicating to you and they're not getting a spoiler you know who i'm talking about that's why i did the head thing oh oh got it now i get it she missed the joke but laughed it wasn't a joke the cue to be yeah it was a cue and i don't read your cues at all it's because they don't make any sense they don't usually they really don't Uh, you gotta work on that very not very not not very um normal very not normal <laughs> very not normal not very normal um so 
We're 16 minutes in. That went fast. Did it? I feel like it did. Uh, do you want to talk about this week's topic? Do you want to like segue into it? Or? Yeah, let's just segue into it. So segues are weird. This week's topic is about loss and the Christian's perspective with eternal uh, hope and joy. The eternal mindset, I guess you would say. Kind of, sort of, how to deal with it. Um, I guess I'll start us off. Um, Going through loss is hard. And it was a lot harder when I was younger. It was a lot harder because I couldn't fully understand um, the fact that, like, I'm not going to see that person again on this side of life or I'm not going to remember who they are as I grow older or whatever it is. Um, And I've been sort of surrounded by tragic losses my whole life and just losses in general like whether it's family members um, or other people's family uh, I have a really hard time with other people losing loved ones because for some reason I empathize with them really hard just because I've been through it so much myself Uh, so I used to handle it in a very unhealthy way and I don't know I'm trying to think of like the last one when you were a kid or just in general like the last the last one that made me like pissed at God for it Um, like I lost my aunt that was really tough Uh, just cause like I kind of like viewed her as young and she was like I don't know she was a really good person so like it was hard but like i was also young at the time so my perspective of people was interesting too so like right uh i know that she was like a saint of a lady and just like very loving and caring and stuff but like kind of as a kid if someone's like that you kind of never like see any fault in them at all if that makes sense yeah, that's just like that childlike faith and trust in somebody. And I'm not saying that there was anything wrong with her. It's just uh, when it happened, it's like this person was so good and she's gone, you know? Yeah. Um, was that before or after your friend from youth group? That was before. So that that one was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, just because he was so young. And we were all kind of like getting to know him and like sort of opening him up and like kind of growing alongside him. He was a little bit older than me, probably a couple months or something like that. Uh, He was diagnosed with leukemia. And I remember like everyone being like, well, if you pray really hard and like have enough faith, God will heal him. And this wasn't like from my normal circle of people. This was from like, leaders so like my parents very realistic people 
they know that that's not how things work sometimes. Um, but, you know, you have leaders in your life and they tell you that you just got to pray to God. And if God does what he does, then that's how it is. And I don't know, I kind of had a God, if you're like, if you actually care about us, then you'll heal this kid. Granted, I didn't understand the healing that the kid needed, but uh, I remember saying he was going to be fine to like one of my friends. I was like, oh, he's going to be fine. We're all praying for him. It's like, great. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so he had leukemia and he uh, is, if I'm remembering the story correctly, I could be wrong. Uh, he didn't actually die from leukemia. He died from an infection. Um, but that hit like a lot of us pretty tough. And like, I just didn't know how to deal with it because I'm 17 years old at the time. And It's a rough age. Yeah, I'm going through all the things like, you know, trying to find a girlfriend and like, you know, trying to find someone that I could like partner with or just like love or whatever and trying to understand who I am and where I'm going to be in the next couple of years and like what adulthood's going to be like and what are my interests now and am, am I good at anything like all these other things and then you get hit with this and it's like ah and I I remember someone telling me that like Maybe we just didn't have like enough faith or whatever um, that God would do it. It was like kind of a pretty effed up thing to say. It's toxic. Um, I almost swore there, <laughs> but I stopped myself. Um, and that kind of stuck with me. And I was kind of like, well, God, like I do believe in you and I never doubted your name in my life as far as I remember and you have the power to do this and you didn't and like I'm so let down so cool if we don't talk again and that's kind of how it happened and I stopped going to church and stuff and stopped caring about him in general and just felt like this whole life was a sham like what's the point anyway Yes, but also no. I get it now, but <laughs> then I didn't. Well, so. what I'm saying is like even then you kind of were, you were onto something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got a job and I started driving and started like actually legally driving. Um, started, did I say a job? I said a job. And I started college and, you know just living life without God and having a good time. I wasn't. I was completely depressed and anxious. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I eventually came back and this is who we are now. But, you know, I've handled loss in a different way now. Uh, just because, like, I know that God is sovereign and he is good and while we don't get to see the bigger picture, like we have to accept that this is the way life works and it is mercy to die. 
and it is healing to die Mm. and it's actually good to die because it goes to transition you from being in a sin-filled world um, to an eternity whether that's good or bad for you Um, I'm going to go with the good in this instance just because of you know the Christian I am right now Uh, that you kind of just like go back to your original state like how you were intended Um, death is the path to that Yes. so like what was the slippery slope line we talked about yesterday that was funny I was like, oh, slippery slope, but death is the the ramp that gets you into, like your oh, true death humanity. Is the ramp. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about there, but I forget. <laughs> Dang it! But it was such a good analogy, and if I remember, I'll uh, I'll shoot it out, but or I'll put it in the show notes. But then you know, I lost my grandmother and grandfather when i was an adult and uh, the last grandfather i lost was pretty tough on me or a little harder to deal with than my other two for some reason like i love them a lot um but i think more situationally the last one was a little more traumatic for me because it was like the first step into like i felt like an adult having to deal with this um and mostly because it was like the day that it happened Mm -hmm. um just because like it was a little more difficult to deal with uh and like i almost had like a taste of like losing my actual father if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and like having to be the son for my mom if she was the one to live on and he was the one to pass if that makes sense yeah um, and that's not to take away from the kind of man my grandfather was. I love that guy and I miss him every day. And I actually have, um, I've kept almost every voicemail he's ever left on my phone. That's and most of them are just like, Hey, I need help <laughs> fixing my printer. But just having his voice there is like cool. And, uh, I don't play it out loud just cause like, I don't want anything like trying to mimic it. If, that's a weird superstition it might be i have no idea but uh i don't know my brain's weird sometimes yeah that's a superstition not really superstitious but just like i know with like i know what being followed around by something that you don't like feels like and you also know what it's like to have the The spirit Spirit. of a living god inside you I know, but like the idea is just to not open it up. I don't know. No, there is something comforting about hearing the voice of a loved one that's passed on where you don't have any other way to hear the sound of their voice again until eternity. Like that is that is a gift and that is a comfort. Yeah. So um, I think my aunt listens to this. If you're hearing this, let me know. And if you want a copy of it, I have it. You could listen to it. I think you would. Be happy to hear that I still have it. So, 
but yeah he's had like a huge impact on my life like i grew up in their house pretty much so um yeah i think he used to break his printer on purpose so that we would hang out and that's fine if that's the case (laughs) self-sabotage the printer yeah um i guess i won't know but lawful chaotic yeah right (laughs) i just want to see my grandson how can i break the printer today Make it Let's look like try and print 30 copies of the same document click, click, in click, click, 20 click, click, seconds. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, I still have a grandmother. And uh, she has dementia pretty bad. And she's surrounded by family where she is in Florida right now. So, you know, she's in my prayers and I hope I get to see her soon when i go down there hmm. but uh i'm gonna bop it off to k just because i don't really know how to introduce this next piece of it but let's just get into it well <clears throat> something not many people know about me because uh, it's not usually a relevant fact um i have two siblings i have an older sister uh who's two and a half years older and I have an older brother who's 13 years older. It's and relevant. It's just not usually an relevant area of to like the top. That, that's what I yeah. mean. I don't mean like relevant as in like, oh yeah, they're, they, not they're meaningless. Yeah, like, no. no, it's just, it never comes up in conversation the fact that I have siblings. So it's like. Yeah, people just look at us and say, oh, you're married. You have kids. That's literally. Yeah, exactly. It's Once you're married, like, no one cares about do you like. Have parents? It's like. <laughs> yeah. Or were you just like. Spawn, did you spawn from the ground? Like, how'd you get here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like imagining like Call of Duty, like self spawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so tactical insertion. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? <laughs> I freaking love tactical insertion. That was so good. They gotta bring those games back. They did. Um, Game Pass. Not yet. 2023. It's coming. Coming, but not yet. Um. So, yes, there are three of us, and um, I don't, yeah, I don't really know how to say it other than just kind of like outright saying it. Um, Kay's dealt with a loss. Um, This isn't emotion, this is just, I don't know. Um, We've dealt with a lot of that recently, too, so. Yeah, processing loss is really weird. Um... My brother took his life two weeks ago. Um, now, depression is something that, you know, we have family history in, so that isn't surprising. Um, and he tried multiple, multiple times over the last decade at least. Um, he was a Navy veteran of 18 years, 20 years. It was a long time. Um, and the healthcare system failed him. You know the the VA the VA failed him like he was admitted to the psych ward so many times for attempting suicide um, and they just kept letting him out and they just kept discharging him and like they told him and then they discharge him like I don't understand how someone can have suicide attempts on their medical records like so history, many yeah. times and you just keep discharging him. Clearly, there is an issue here, and he needs help more than he has. Right. Like, and he's a veteran. Like, really? Well, from what I understand, 
this is kind of how it goes with our veterans for some reason and i think that's pretty messed up it is it's it's awful like go and fight for things that we tell you are good and just to find out that it's a sham anyway and you come home and you're just completely like disregarded with the rest of the refuse in the country it's just it's terrible but um he he was a tormented soul he he had like paranoia and like anxiety and he was always like worried about stuff um you know so this was something that was like heavy on him for years and years um you know it wasn't something that was just kind of out of the blue it was a combination of you know childhood and life choices and just terrible people you know like just ultimately when it came down to it he he wanted to be loved by someone he wanted his person you know the one that would love him in all of his forms in sickness and in health for better or for worse till till death do they part you know just do life with yeah that's what he wanted and everyone that he found and would be with just they were abusive and they were mentally ill and they were just not healthy and not good and they tore him down and everybody just ripped off a piece of him until there's just nothing left and he just he spent his whole life just wanting to be loved and his family like it's like a you know a prophet has no honor you know in his hometown um his the lover of this family like eh, maybe it's not so much that concept so much as like it's different when it's like your parents and your siblings of course like, they should love you that's just how yeah it but it's like well of course you love me you're my family you know but like it's different like i remember before i found you like it's not the same like yeah you have your family to love you but like it's still lonely because you want your person like that's just how you're created um and so it was just it was too much for him his his pain was unbearable and it was the way that my brain processes things like my my brain doesn't really react my body reacts first and then after that my brain eventually catches up um so i've i've processed it a bit here and there it's it's not really like one long continuous thing it's just kind of like if something triggers it you know then it's just like all right i'll let myself feel this and then i'll cry and then that's how you heal you know you just you let it out and you acknowledge it and you move on so um well do you feel that there's like unanswered questions do you feel like there's um non-closure because of distance whatever So the last real conversation I had with my brother was him being paranoid about us moving to the DFW area because there was like missile silos and radiation and it's like a target spot for nukes and all that. And it was at that point in that season of life where it was already difficult enough to make the decision to leave everything we knew and you know the comfort of proximity to the people we love pretty much like in the car ready to go and see and yeah like we're just like in the finishing stages of selling our house and all that and he's texting me and he's like don't do it like come to 
you know, come up north. And I'm like, Tony, please stop. Like, if you don't stop, I'm, I'm gonna block you. Like, and he took it really personally. I didn't know that. Um, but he did stop. And, um, the last exchange I actually had with him was us wishing each other Happy New Year. Um, and then I think like he, he wished me Happy Mother's Day over FaceTime and, um, I had sent my mom cookies for Mother's Day, the Chubb cookies, and uh, he had one of the peanut butter surprise ones. Oh, those are so good. And uh, and I told my mom, like, I'm surprised you gave that up. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I don't mean, like, why would you give it to to him? Like, I didn't want him to have it. Like, no. Like, I'm surprised you gave that one up. It's your favorite one. He was like, yeah, it was really good. (laughs) I'm like, wow, all right. Well, can we circle back to... um, finding out that he was upset about that one conversation. Um, oh, that you, I threatened to block him. Yeah, did you feel anything? Um, I mean, I, I suppose, but like, I don't, I don't regret saying it because I knew that I needed to stand firm in that decision to come here. Like, that to me was a not to be insensitive so like it was like a get behind me satan moment like obviously jesus loved peter and he wasn't like like equivalenting equating peter to satan it was just more of like those are not your words yeah, or like I know what I'm doing. And right, like please don't discourage me. Like, and it's like please. Yeah, like I I can't have something else making this more difficult. Like I know that I'm following Christ, and I know that this is what I have to do for my family. And we know that you mean well, but like right, it's but not... like I also know that what you're saying isn't grounded in truth and like fact and reality. Like it's it's coming from a place of paranoia. Like it's yeah. it's not well, a I mean, realistic you said that he threat. Struggled with yes. A little bit of yeah and so like i that's the grain of salt that i was taking it with where it's like i appreciate that you know you're looking out for me but like please stop trying to talk me out of this um and so that was that wasn't like i would still consider us like estranged um at the time that he passed because there really wasn't a relationship there wasn't animosity there wasn't like hate or malice or like ill will or like even we're like both adults like things. yeah like there wasn't even like negativity or like oh i'm still pissed at him like like i feel like no. if we were there we would have been fine yeah no like okay so as as a little kid like there was a 13 year age gap between us so he was always he always had his own his world was like completely different from mine so yeah, when you were a kid. yeah exactly even more so so it um i adored him just the way every little girl like you can imagine would like adore her big older brother like the way that phoenix loved you you know he's so cool yeah like he was my big older brother and like i just loved him so much and then as he got older you know it was just like he had his wife and then he had a son and then they the navy had him moving all over the place and so and you got married and you moved well that that was later on and later on but like you know up through teenage years um it was it just kind of my heart grew colder and colder 
because he wasn't there. You know, he wasn't the older brother that I, I wanted and needed him to be. And I mean, in a way that was, that was a blessing because it created a desire in me for that older brother figure. And God gave that to me through some of our friends. And I had that for, you know, those years where it really was formative, like having our kids, you know, and like my getting through my first like real serious job and turning it into a career and like buying a house and like all these different things that like we've done, um, you know, where I needed that older brother and God gave that to me and I was able to give glory to God for that. Um, you know, and it was that same desire of not having the older brother figure in my life that made me cry so badly to have a boy first because I wanted, you know, my other kid to, you know, have that older brother figure that I didn't have because um, I knew how badly I wanted it. Um, That's kind of just how it happened anyway. So yeah, and God, God heard me. And um, she loves him. Oh, yeah. Like, he's my older brother. You know? Oh, yeah. And she just torments him. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of like the relationship. And I, I They're siblings. Know. It's obviously they love each other and, like, it's not violent. You know, it's just more of a they test each other's sanity. I'm sorry if, I, more so. if I sound a little interviewee. Interviewer. No, it's good. I, I need guidance um, sometimes. Do you feel or have you felt a little bit of regret in intentionality intentionality yes like there's things like i wish i would have sent him like a box of cookies or something like but i didn't even think of it honestly like the thought never occurred to me or like no one ever suggested and i was like no i'm not doing that it's just it didn't occur to me but like now i'm thinking about him like oh you probably would have really appreciated getting a box of cookies a care package yeah, yeah. Just feel seen. And that's kind of yeah. like what it is. It's like. And so now like even more so like I've, I, I do try to look for opportunities to bless people, but like even more so now, like if I, if I see an opportunity now, like I can't, I can't say it. no. You can't not Because you it. never, you don't know. Like I don't, I don't, re- I don't regret it, but I do wish I had. Um, but like I don't have regrets about my relationship with my brother um i wish i wish it had been a little more fruitful fruitful um i wish i would have reached out to him you know more just to make him feel more wanted and loved but i had had a conversation with him in august of last year and essentially it was him apologizing for not being there and you know thanking me for being there for him and his son um uh, he had a, a baby who's 19 months old now and uh they had needed stuff for the baby for when uh, he was going to be born and afterwards and so i just had sent up like a bunch of stuff that i had um you know, and picked up and everything. And some, like, diapers and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, whatever it was, like, if I had extras, if I if it was something that I didn't need anymore, if it's something that I knew would be helpful or useful, like, I would just send it right up with my parents uh, up north where they were. And, you know, so he thanked me for that. Um, and I 
because I was going through my texts the other day and I was just kind of reading the thread and it wasn't very, very long um, to go through a couple of years, which was a little sad, but that conversation, which was the second to last one we had before he tried to talk us out of moving here, um, you know, he was apologizing and thanking and I was able to share the gospel with him and like I had forgotten that I'd done that. Um, but like, it's genuinely, it's it's the things that I would have said to him today like here i'll pull it up um and like when i read it i was just so thankful that i had taken that opportunity to say the words that i wanted to i think that's part of why i don't regret because i i did do it it might not have been like within the last six months but it was said like he did hear it from me um, here it is. So he had a, you know, I'll just read you what he said. He says, hi, Kayla. I hope that I am not texting too late. This was at 851 at night. He's cute. I never forgot about how kind and generous you have been to me in August. I am very thankful for you and Frankie and for all you have done for us. He said, hi, Tony. You're very welcome. Jesus is so good to us that it's our joy to serve. August is a beautiful boy that deserves all the love, care, and good things. He said, I have been trying to draw closer to him, meaning God, but thank you for your grace. I know for a while you may have harbored some resentment. I sincerely and deeply apologize for any hurt that I have caused. Life has been extremely difficult. I have been pulled down to a depth that I have never had. In these difficult times, it has added focus on those who are there in times of struggle. I cannot express in words alone the gratitude I have for you. Thank you for your forgiveness, even though I have been absent and isolated for many years. I had a moment to actually reflect, and thank you for everything. I said, you've had my forgiveness for years. I was hurt as a kid, but as I said, Jesus has been so good. I have been to the brink of death and can say that he is more satisfying and beautiful and wonderful than I ever imagined. You do not draw near to the king. He draws near to you. There is nowhere that you could go where he isn't already. No mountain, no depth of the ocean, no galaxy in the universe is far enough to hide you from his grace. He went to great lengths to save your soul. Christ endured pain and isolation even you couldn't fathom so that you might live in the freedom he offers. Tony, my brother, Jesus, Yahweh, the Ancient of Days, the Almighty, the Eternal, the Holy One, the Infinite Creator God, is after your heart. Every pain, every tear, every scream and cry and prayer for death, he has felt it. It would delight him to give you a new heart. He's really good at making things new. And then he said he was, uh, he commented on how grammatically correct and pleasant it was <laughs> to read that. Was he a stickler for that kind he of stuff? He very much was. He, uh, he deeply appreciated good grammar and, and well-spoken people. Um, Is that going to beep all night? It might. I thought it was just supposed to turn off. 
I set my, I'm making a cheesecake and I set it to cook time and it's just supposed to turn off, but it just keeps beeping. All right, you keep talking about everything. I'll check on it. Um, but, you know, having that conversation to be able to read and look back on, um, it was, it was healing uh, for me. Like it was affirming that, you know, I hadn't surrendered to that coldness and, the coldness of his absence in my life didn't dictate um, how I treated him. Like, I don't know, like it, it wasn't like a coldness that stayed throughout my life. And it's like, oh, well, you were never there. So I don't want you in my life now. I'm not going to help you. I don't care about you. Blech. Like, it was just more of... Um, we realized that we had different lives and you know that we you know there were things were less than ideal um well even like with my own siblings like everybody's busy so right you know so it's we give each other grace where we can and i kind of hope that that's what your situation was yeah i think i have that more with my sister Um, there's just like always a ton of grace for the lapses and like time. Um, Well, that's all to, cause we get it. That's all to kind of like say though, don't, if you're thinking about somebody, just take care of it. Just for two seconds, take a second and text them. Just all you have to do is let them know you're thinking about them. And it's not even like to prevent someone from like taking their life. It's literally just like. I do it with my parents because they live across the country now and if I'm if I don't intentionally reach out to them to let them know when I'm thinking about them I'll I'll think about them so much more than they ever hear from me and they'll never know how much they're on my mind and so like even if it's just a quick thinking about you love you you know and not even continuing the conversation or just thinking about you or just love you or just sending a heart whatever it is just something that shows that you are thinking about them yeah i'm bad with my phone so oh i'm so terrible with it i uh i spend a lot of time on like micro learning tiktok learning things but i don't not saying that like i don't think about people i do when i don't have my phone with me a lot of the time so that's my issue but he spends also more time praying for people than thinking about them yeah it's true um you know but it was just it seeing that thread like I forgot that that conversation ever took place and it was just it felt really good to know that the Holy Spirit had you know planted that seed whether or not you know it took root in that moment um and that's the other thing about loss from a Christian perspective um it's it's not forever for us like Paul says um, in his letter to is it the Corinthians. You spend a lot of time with Paul. Oh, I love Paul so much. And he's the Thessalonians. Uh, um, he's for the Gentiles, so of course we would. Yeah, he's our boy. First uh, Thessalonians four thirteen, uh, thirteen to fourteen, and then sixteen to eighteen. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. 
For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, in the same way, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so we don't mourn the way that the world mourns who has no hope. So when it comes to my brother, like, undoubtedly, um, I believe that he was a child of wrath up until those moments before. Uh, There was no fruit in his life of being saved. There was no evidence of of regeneration. It was just darkness. And uh, it's usually the kind of, you know, stance that I take, like, oh, well, I mean, if someone, you know, lives their whole life and, like, they go up to death, you know, not wanting what Jesus has to offer and just kind of, like, spurning it, then I guess you're a child of wrath. I I don't know what to tell you. Um, But, (laughs) and it sounds kind of like partial. Not up to us to decide that. No, no, it's not. (laughs) No, of course. And that's why God says don't judge. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about holding each other accountable. I will have mercy on those Um, who I have mercy. Well, I mean, just based on what scripture says, like it's like we try to draw our own conclusions and try to understand things. But like what we forget is that God is a wild card. He doesn't have, like, he's always doing a new thing. He doesn't change. His character doesn't change, but he's always up to something new. And we can't wrap our minds around that because in the dimension we're in, there's nothing new under the sun. Right. So I truly do believe that he was a child of wrath until the end. And it wasn't until after, like, my mom, I remember, like, a month ago, she, or like a month before that, she had texted me and was like, oh, you know, we all really need to like pray as a family for Tony's salvation and that, you know, he, um, you know, he gets his stuff together and, you know, that things start, you know, turning around for him and all that. And I was just kind of like, um, he's got to want it. Like, you just, you can't just like pray against somebody's will. Like, they have to take the steps to like, I don't know get out of the situation that they're in you know and he just kind of keeps going around in the same circle so okay and then after I why th- were you why did you feel that way just indifferent because it's like i knew that he'd grown up hearing the gospel from my mom and my mom was always going after him always praying for him always trying to point him in the right direction and is this in can i cut you for a sec is this an asperger's thing or is this just like a reality thing for you what are you talking about to feel that way just like dismissive about it maybe column a column b perhaps okay I'm i mean well i mean it's part of it is like the estrangement it's like i mean one is like logical like you've heard the gospel like consistently and you've still got no fruit like it's pretty plain and simple 
there um and then the other part is estrangement so there's no real like emotional attachment or like it's not that like i didn't want him to be saved it's just more of like why are you gonna try and force something that he clearly doesn't want yeah i mean growing up as a kid when you hear like oh this person died and they were not a believer so they're just just automatically assume they're in hell yeah and that's kind of bad because that's not your decision right like that's the thing is that (laughs) but like whosoever like god has instead of saying that kind of so god has the elect and not everybody is the elect okay so not everybody's getting saved you've got the road is narrow and so is the gate and very few find it so that means that not every single human on the face of the planet is getting saved forever right but however so like the invitation is given is offered to many but only few are chosen and god has the right to do that he's completely just in doing it he's not unfair he's not mean he's not whatever like i mean he's god could jesus reveal after the fact sure but like ultimately he is the only one that knows the hearts and minds of man and so he is the only one that knows who his elect are it's not up to us to determine that we can kind of try and guess but like a lot of times we make wrong guesses because we judge based on the wrong variables don't teach your kids that instead what i would say is ask them to pray for so and so salvation and mercy and that's kind of so the thing is it's different um you don't we because we don't know who those people are we don't know who the elect are but god does so we have to just tell everybody yeah that's our job yeah he says go and catch the fish i'll sort them out later right plant the plant the fields i know there's weeds in there don't tear the weeds out leave them because you're going to tear the weed out with them just leave them all separated at the end don't just bring them all in the fish thing though because like if you like fishermen you um, separate the bad fish from the good fish well the bad fish aren't always bad because they're bad sometimes they're just not ready yet they're not ready yet or they're just the wrong kind or they're not yeah or they're just bony or they (laughs) they don't have enough meat or Mm -hmm. they eat the wrong things like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff um so it's just but these these are all like parables and concepts that Jesus used to describe the kingdom of heaven, um, because the Jews were so hyper fixated on it. <laughs> yeah, but also you know, so that they would have eyes, but also not see, and ears, but not hear. Right. Um, or else, if they did see and they did hear, they would turn from their their sin, and God would heal them and save them. Um, so. I guess because we're... So the thing is, I believe that he was a child of wrath up until the end, my brother. But I... I don't know. After I found out that he passed uh, and how it happened, um, I was on the phone with my sister and I'm like, just she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, just pray. Like, it's, it's the most powerful thing you can do right now. Like, because we... I'm, you know, over 1,600 miles, actually over 1,800 miles away from my parents and over 1,600 miles away from my sister, Um, you know, and she's several hundred miles away from my parents. And so, you know, it's not like any one of us could just like run up there, Um, you know, so it's just like pray. And so I I was praying with her and 
then there was so just... the next day you ran up there well so. yeah yeah i tried to go there the same day but you know they canceled the flight and that was f- so fun yeah the dfw airport can suck it. it's aids <laughs> lga is so nice anyway yeah lga got a real b- nice like Glow rebuild yeah. oh yeah it's gorgeous like it used to be well I, there's a mall in there yeah it used to be like the pit like the worst airport in the country one of the worst ones it's to so go to now. and it's so awesome like we were there in august and i was just like good for you and they just keep doing more work to it the so. biggest excuse me the biggest issue with lga though is it's a sh- it's a shorter i'm sorry for the hiccup it's a shorter um runway so larger planes have a hard time landing that's pretty much all i've really heard about it though Aside from that, it was like super run down and needed an upgrade. And they'd done pretty good, so it's sick. LGA is LaGuardia Airport in Queens. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm praying with my sister and something just kind of, I don't know. I started praying for his salvation and like... That's the first time I cried about him dying. And it was it was just like a, a, a plead for his voice to be among the thunderous chorus as we sing for eternity, the praises of our king. Um, and then when I finally got up, um, up north with my parents, uh, I remember my mom was uh, sleeping all day. Grief will do that to you. Uh, and I finally saw her around like nine o'clock at night and I was praying for her. I just, she was crying. So I grabbed her face and I just held her face in my hands and I was just praying. And then I can't explain it, but as I prayed the words, like it was like they were, it was real. Like it was like true. true. Like it was just, I said it because it, it that's what it was. Like it wasn't like idealizing or like fantasizing or trying to like prosperity gospel it or whatever like like name it and claim it kind of thing um it was just more of like the holy spirit just being like i'm connected to jesus so like yeah like i was you weren't there i know that i was now right (laughs) yeah so it was just kind of like because there was so much mystery about it because like obviously no one was around when he did it and there's, you know, still some like unanswered questions, but uh, so we don't know like the exact circumstances of like why it went down the way it exactly did. how it went down, like like cause of death kind of thing. Um, and you could probably just not get into detail here, but so, all right. So there's part of it. There's part of it that has to be, so I'll, I'll leave out some detail. Um, well, there's no foul play. We know that there was no foul play, um, but it was it was a bridge, and it was into water. And as I was praying with my mom, like because of that that image, it was. It was it was a difficult thing to think about, um, 
because you think about water and you're like you think it's painful and you think it's dark and cold and lonely and it's just like wow like no that's like a terrible way to go and so I'm just praying with my mom and I remember just kind of like asking like God like make it so that may it have been that you took him home before he touched the water like I don't know how high the bridge was I don't know if he took something to fall asleep and so he kind of just like I don't know if he jumped I don't know I don't know any of it God knows but I don't know and I mean perhaps when he hit the water he woke up in the still waters mm, you know perhaps um, but I imagine it as you know the enemy just kind of like prodding you know with sharp sticks prodding you towards the cliff towards the edge and then you just kind of like fall over but what they weren't counting on was him falling into the hands of his maker they weren't counting on god catching him because they never win he literally <laughs> my brother literally played right into god's hands like the enemy's like Ah, we got you. We win. You suck. And God's like, did you though? And, God's and he's got like, like the full flush. <laughs> he's like, did you though? And you just see like his hand coming up and, and my brother's all just like. <laughs> Kay's making the biggest smile. <laughs> the biggest smile because he was so tormented. But like now he's with Jesus. He's with his maker. He's with his king. And he's just so light and unburdened. And I don't know what he's like. Without all that, I don't know what his humor is like without that bitter darkness to it. Like he, he told some crude jokes. Yeah, like, I was just about to say they were wanna, funny. Do you want to talk like about how? Cool <laughs> all right, he so was? one, not necessarily. There's just, just there's like, one joke that I got from him because he did a really good Russian accent. Oh yeah, this one <laughs> in Soviet Russia. We poop in socks to keep feet warm. <laughs> it's cold in Russia. It is really cold in <laughs> Russia. Um, I don't know if that wasn't a great is... Soviet. That wasn't a great Soviet yeah, no, accent. He, does, he, he did it the much better. Is a lot better, but wow. Okay, nice. you did good. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't that terrible. Okay, but anyway, I don't think poo is the way to go with that. Just because, like, I feel like that would freeze really fast. Maybe, but it's like, where else are you going to find something that's 98 degrees? Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> um, so, healing. Yeah, so, after I prayed that prayer, um, I was telling my friend, and she, it was just nutty. She's like, I just prayed for exactly that, that, you know, God would have, you know, reached down and like caught him, you know, and just took him home before, you know, his body touched the water so that he wouldn't experience like that, that pain and that suffering. Like if you know you're going to take a soul home in like four minutes, why are you going to let him suffer? Mm. Like really? Like that's agony. That's like you know you're gonna withdraw the breath of life like god does not take joy in our anguish and if he can save us from that like 
why would. not? Yeah. You know, and that's that's another part of like the healing and the comfort is that God is sovereign. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, he knew us. He called us by name. He knew the number of hairs on our head and he knew the number of days that we would live. And if he alone is the giver and sustainer of life, then what we do and what others do is inconsequential because nobody can take our life without God first withdrawing his breath. So I truly believe like whether someone's life is taken by another or whether it's an accident, whatever it is, like God ordains it all. And the good news about that is not that God is like, it's not that God is cruel and unfair and like just playing a game with us. But like, even if he was, he's God, he has the right to do that. Who are you, old man? Um, but he's, he can be trusted. Like he's good. And you can know that because you know his character, you know he's immutable and unchanging, you know he's always faithful and trustworthy and loving and his mercies are new every morning and his grace abounds. Like, why wouldn't you trust a God like that with everything? Like, why wouldn't you trust him with the salvation of the soul of your loved one like I truly believe if the spirit prompts one of God's children to ask for the salvation of another that he grants it and if he doesn't he's still good mm. but like also there's nothing like of personal gain of you know asking for the salvation of someone else like you're not gonna miss them in heaven like you're not gonna like be sad if they're not there you're not gonna you're not gonna be upset it sounds a little weird it sounds weird but there's no tears and there's no sadness or grief or any of it that's why you know it's just all glory to god you know because he makes everything new and good and pure and perfect and there is no death there's no decay there's no horror anymore so i have one more thing to ask you um we're running a little longer than normal but um as someone who has tried and someone who has experienced loss to suicide um what would your advice is a weird word but okay what would your advice be to someone who both wants to or um has lost like what would you say to that person <sighs> to both people someone that wants to and someone that is experiencing so the one that wants to you will never know how good it can get if you give up now I tried at 17 years old and I will be 32 next month and was it too personal to ask I'm sorry not at all okay and I would have missed out on a lifetime of blessing and joy and life abundant I would have missed out on my husband on 
the joy of having my two children, of all of the friends and family I've gained in the last 14 years. All of the experiences, all of the cookies, cheesecake, like... Cookies. <laughs> I don't know why I said like that. <laughs> um, but, like, those are all such wonderful, beautiful blessings that I never would have gotten to experience if I had been successful at 17. Right. So, you know, when I, I heard about my brother, like, one of my like initial like thoughts was just like thank you god like for sparing me you know thank you that my mother didn't have to go through it twice Mm. um because he knew god knew that tony was going to go the way that he did and he he knew my mom's heart and that she wouldn't be able to bear it and so he was merciful. And in his mercy, he gave birth to so many more blessings. Um, so don't, don't cut it short. Because you don't know what's to come. Yeah, I was... Not to say it's all rainbow and rainbows and sunshines and, you know, no, unicorns all the days. time. Like, there's, there's... You're going to have bad years. This is a lifetime of that. But the Lord is with you. Yeah. Um, my advice on this real quick would just be like, if you're a non-believer, like you don't believe in anything God or Jesus related. Um, I know that they have like suicide hotlines and stuff. And I think that might be a good tool. My mom or, was actually a suicide hotline worker. We're just um, trying to like get together with some sort of counselor to just talk it through. Community. Don't suffer alone. Yeah. Don't. And don't only go to the people that you know aren't going to try to stop you. Like, don't go to the people that are just going to empathize with your suffering and not encourage and walk you through it. Like, the ones that, like, don't care if you stay there. Yeah. Like, um, get into community those... and be vulnerable. Yeah, you could weed those out. Trust. Quick. Trust your... Trust your circle. If you're not in a home group or a community group or whatever, get one. Well, I said non-believer, but like if you're open to you don't learning need to be a believer Jesus, to be in a home group. Yeah, if you're just open to learning more about Jesus and the community of God uh, and God's people, then reach out to a local church. I'm sure they would want to sit down with you for a cup of coffee. I know that we have ministers on call at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, the care ministry, they're quite They have a recovery t- team. They have a whole bunch robust. of stuff they going on. They take care on. seriously. Um, because this is a very serious thing. So, yeah, uh, there are resources. You don't have to do this alone. You're not alone. There are people that genuinely want you to you, get past not, this. Not just like you're another person like you specifically individually what you have to offer yes you the person listening to this right now you what you uniquely have to offer god's people in this age whether you believe in god or not he has people and he is real 
and that's not to take away from like church hurt and stuff like that's a very real thing too and there are ones that well that's why church exists in the first place because we're all broken people and we're all in process of being sanctified and being made holy and perfect as christ i guess actually it would make sense to say this too like if you're not believer and you struggle with this get some jesus pray that god would reveal himself and reveal someone to help you through this because he will oh he's so faithful um and then to someone that's going through what you're going through or what you went through or what your mom was going through hope of glory like christ is the first born of from the dead and that means that we have a living hope like if you truly believe that jesus is god made flesh that he lived a perfect life and he died on the cross and bore the wrath of god for our sins in our place and that he died and was resurrected three days later if you truly believe that that's the foundation of your hope in what's to come like you don't have to mourn forever like the world does like down south they don't have funerals apparently where like they mourn like they have celebrations of life yeah they throw parties. I, we heard about this and we were like they, what? it's, it's a weird. memorial celebration of life they throw parties down here because hallelujah they're with the lord what a joy that they are with the lord like dang nabbit like they beat me to it dang nabbit she's I'm trying to think like a southerner because, like, we're talking about people down south. Yeah. Um, how how do you say the other one? <laughs> <laughs> this is how a New Yorker says y'all, not that y- y- y'all. How are y'all doing? <laughs> Do. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone talk like a southerner with a Brooklyn accent? No. Now you have. You're about to. <laughs> Audi. Um, he had a Brooklyn accent, your brother, right? Audi. Kind of. Yeah. Queens. Yeah. He was Queens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yule. Yule. Howdy, Yule. I ain't saying it. <laughs> I just, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're not going to get me. They're not going to get me with this junk. I'm sorry. No, they're not. It's not that hard to say you all. But it is, though. No. Y'all. It's not extra work. It Y'all. isn't. Just say it. No. Um, <laughs> I might gag through it. But, uh, so for the person that that is struggling and wants to try, don't. I know that's like the classic textbook answer, but like if my life is a testament of anything it is a testament to the grace of god and his beautiful mercies for not even making me suffer the consequences of overdosing like i should be a vegetable guys like this shouldn't be a thing i should not be 100 percent able-bodied and yet here i am sitting on a bench hunched over and just kind of like poor posture but like talking into a microphone talking into a microphone and you get to hear it and you get to hear it and 
that's all to the glory of God. Like, I have nothing to do with this. Because if it was up to me, I'd be in the ground 14 years ago. Mm. And so that's a truth that I always come back to. If it was up to me, if I was in control, if I had my way, I'd be dead. So where else am I going to go? Who else am I going to turn to? Who am I going to trust? Who am I going to put my faith in? Me? I already killed me. Might as well trust God, my maker. I was just checking to see if we have emails because we didn't check. Or I didn't check. We don't, but I do have a comment. How do I? And if you know someone that has taken their life, I am so deeply sorry. It is it is a deep wound. Um, it's not your fault. There is nothing you could have done because, again, God alone is the giver and sustainer of life. And when he withdraws his breath, it's done. There's there's no alternate. There's no, well, if I had just said this, if I had just done that, if I had just reached, no. No, their days were already numbered. God is sovereign. He is good. And he loves us. That's all there is to it. You just got to trust that everything is going God's way. Because he's in control of all things. There's not a single thing that he is unaware of. There is nothing that happens that surprises him, that takes him off guard, that he wasn't expecting. Every single thing is happening according to plan. And whether or not you can understand the goodness in what you see in that plan in the moment does not at all change the goodness of God. Yeah. That's the show, guys. Um, I hope it... And also, it is good to lament. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Don't try and stifle it. Don't try and push it down. Let it bubble up. Mourn. Grieve. Lament. And get together with people to grieve with you. Yeah. Like having, having people that hardly know me reach out and check on me and see how I'm doing. The ones that just say, hey... I'm praying for you. Okay, maybe they are. But, like, that's not the ones we're talking about here. We're talking about the ones that want to come alongside you. Hey, how are you holding up? Let me pray for you. What Let's can talk. I do? How can, we, how can yeah. we serve you? Can I call you? You know, Let me send you a card. It's active you... love. It's active serving. Because this life is hard. Loss is hard. We're physical beings, so when we physically lose somebody, it... It hits us hard, and God knows, and he understands. He is an empathetic high priest. He is He is the empathetic high priest, and he is lovely. Yeah. Well. Um, I've talked a lot. Yeah, you did, but this was kind of like yours I guess. to begin with as we you know, sort of discussed earlier when we were talking about if we were going to do this or not. Genuinely, Um, though, the Lord is so good. And I can say that even in the darkest of low seasons, God is good. 
He's the best thing. And like, I don't know, I feel like it's harder to have that appreciation and that adoration for him in the good times. Right. Like, I don't know, a lot of people seem to think that it's easier to praise God and worship him in the good times, but I think that it's easier to praise him in the hard times. It's supposed to be. Because praising it's supposed him to in be the hard times way. is a comfort, it's a joy, it's defiance in the face of of You were handed a terrible card and you're happy, you're joyous. Yeah. That's weird. They thought that they thought everybody that had the Holy Spirit was weird because remember they looked like drunken fools. We're not drunk. It's only nine thirty a.m. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up. And uh, thank you for listening. You are seen. You are loved deeply. Yeah. Jesus be with you. Jesus be with you.